Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 85 of the Fresh Mondays podcast with your hosts Diana and Marley. Welcome back, welcome back. Uh, this is another edition of our quarantine series, which I think in retrospect of last year's com- uh, last week's conversation about quarantine, um, this is our documentation. I forgot to kind of mention that. this We are documenting what the what happened i just was like we are the documentators like we are the ones writing it down we are the ones making the history of it yeah well and i'm sure one of many and if you can compile all of our different takes on the quarantine we do have quite an extensive level and amount of history that's being noted um to really look back at this situation the funny thing is that things are slowly opening but like Even though I don't feel fearful, I still feel, like, cautious. I don't know. Like, no matter how hard you feel that it's, like, things are okay, you kind of still feel a little nervous. I think that's the most appropriate feeling to have. I think that is the most appropriate, like, okay, like, that's a fine feeling to feel. Because as long as you're not in fear, I think that's that's better than anything. Because you still feel functional, you still feel you can move around, you still feel you can do tidbit here, but you move cautiously, and that's yeah. it. I don't see I don't um, see a problem with that. That's a great feeling, I think. I understand everyone's apprehension. I understand moving slow, moving cautious. I mean, I've watched people already go to the nail salon and come back and be like, "I did it." <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Like if they were going Indiana Jones, like I went and I came back and I got it done <laughs> and that's what mattered and that's it. So, and I know that's like a, ref- a refreshing feeling. Yeah. Right? Like it's like this, oh, it probably makes people feel like it's over in a sense, but I know people are still going with like way precautions. So I think that's just going to be our new thing. I do think yeah. social distancing is going to be very, very difficult and un- realistic unfortunately going back and it may not even be needed going back does that make sense yeah and I also understand that I think one thing we have to also give ourselves time to is that this was traumatic yes and getting over trauma takes time yeah and I don't think that it's like just ripping off the band-aid no like this is this was traumatic like guys we literally spoke about death for the past two months. Like, that's all we were talking about. Death, 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 death. And that is not normal. Aside from being quarantined, aside from being social distancing, aside from not being able to see other people that you love seeing and spending time with, we were, we were, we've been talking about a very grim and sad subject for a long time. And it's, it takes time, even though we may not see it, you know, this is not part of our normal human existence and it's not, it's not average for us to consume ourselves with, be careful to catch this thing that's like airborne that can kill you. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, I can only imagine how others are experiencing it, especially in the hard hit states. You know, it, it's, it's, it's something that I think is going to take a little time to kind of feel comfortable around others. Like me personally, I really... I'm having an okay time with accepting the fact that everyone's going to get it eventually. Like I, I've just come to terms with it. And I don't think that means we're all going to die. No, I just think that we have to Everybody's gotta get develop that. a herd um, immunity. Like they mm-hmm. refer to it. It's going to happen. It's just science. I've accepted that. However, 
yeah, I'm a little cautious when I'm around people I don't know. I don't want to be sick on a regular day. (laughs) So I don't even like getting the colds. I probably get a cold once a year, twice a year at max. Mm -hmm. And that shit shuts me down. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Like, regardless, no one wants to be sick. But it's still just like, just, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you said. That is just not there. But speaking of traumatic... We do have a guest on the show who oh, whoa. <laughs> has conversations with people about their trauma. Right. You're right. You're right. right? What so, Marley means is that we have actually a very amazing guest that we're about to introduce to the show who is a sex therapist and a psychotherapist. That's yes. what we're going to talk about because guys, let's, let's, not, let's not deny that this has been tough, not only for individuals, but for couples couples must be having a hard time and i'm just a single woman here living life and chatting it up with people through messages dms and that's keeping me happy but to be in the same space with someone stuck and locked up with one with another uh person i probably probably would have lost it i think because i'm very much that characteristic where i need to miss you i need to not have you around I need to desire you. I need to like be excited to see you in a couple of hours and talk about it. So I think it would be extremely hard for me. So I can just imagine what couples are going through for people who have different love languages, who haven't figured out their love languages between each other. Right. So yeah, we, we, we are definitely going to introduce Paola to our conversation. We're going to stir it up and talk about her and what she does. Welcome, Paola. So everybody, please welcome a very special guest, Paola. She is a part of our Fresh Mondays conversation of episode number 85. Please introduce everyone to what you do and who you are. Of course. Thank you, first of all, you guys, Marley and Diana, for having me. My name is Paula Rodriguez, and I am a sex therapist and a psychotherapist here in the beautiful city of Miami. I have a practice. Uh, it's called Life Discovery Psychotherapy, and I mainly focus on working with adults, and I uh, specialize in relationships and sexuality. That's awesome. What exactly a psychotherapist versus a <laughs> uh, Psychology, yeah, psychologist, psychiatrist, like all the other variations. Sure, it is good to know the difference, Marley. It is good to know the difference. Remember, psychiatrists are people that prescribe medication, right? So, a psychiatrist has to go through the whole training of medical school. So, when you go see a psychiatrist, you know, not some psychiatrists do therapy, but their specialization is um, medication. Then you have a psychologist. A clinical psychologist and clinical psychologists basically can provide therapy as well. However, they also do testing, right? Like school testing, testing for certain disorders. And psychotherapists, we focus more on the therapy aspect. So, you know, we basically provide therapy. We don't do testing and we don't prescribe medication. Nice. Okay. It's good to know. It's good to know. Especially when you like meet someone and they say they see a, you know, you want to kind of piece it together. You're like, oh, is this person seeing a psychiatrist or is this person seeing a psychotherapist? Like you want to know how to really engage in the conversation if a person shares that that's what they're doing. Yes. And and it's good to know because, you know, a, a, a common complaint that I get is that my clients come to me and they're like, you know, I went to a psychiatrist. They had me there for like 
30 minutes and they, you know, walk me out the door because sometimes people don't know the difference. So it's important to understand that a psychiatrist focus, focuses more on medication, a psychotherapist or a psychologist, you know, they do more like the therapy type of work. Is there like starting levels? Like, should you start with one, then progress to another or kind of, you know, go in between to see which fits you best? Or yeah, like so once so you pro- graduate to one to another or something? So different degrees, right? So for example, I know myself, listen, more power to my doctors out there, but to be a psychiatrist, I believe, uh, probably like 14 years school, it's a lot of school. So I think it's different degrees, right? To be a psychiatrist, you will be an MD. A psychologist, you would have to get a doctorate. So bachelor's, master's, and then three years, I believe, doctorate degree. And then a psychotherapist, bachelor's, master's, and licensure. So it's just different degrees, you know, it really, and and people that want to do testing, that want to focus on child psychology, you know, with children, a lot of times you have to do testing. So sometimes people want to get their doctors because they want to focus on that. So it really depends what you want to focus on. Right. So as we know, obviously it's not a walk in the park to do this and to choose to go into this field. Uh, What made you and what inspired you to decide to do this for a living? I, I always say it's, it was my destiny. It really, really was. So I, I was born in Colombia and I grew up in Colombia in the 90s, you know, where our country was really, you know, experiencing a lot of terrorism, the whole drug war was going on. And so, you know, as a kid, it's interesting because, you know, you almost like acclimate to your environment. But I remember thinking and seeing, you know, when you see terrorism and when you live among it, you really start to question how could one human being take another's one life just because. So I think that that really inspired me. And I remember having this little Hello Kitty journal. And, you know, in all of my little entries, I was like asking questions. So I would blame curiosity and really the environment that I grew up with. And, you know, and you think a lot of times people kind of venture from different careers and I think that's okay too but I always just knew I was always really curious and then coming here when I was about 13 years old and the differences in culture right and I remember you know for me kind of like the blonde and the white and I was like oh my god this is the American girl but through my horrible English at the time I heard that this girl was having, you know, was suicidal. So then I started to question, wow, to me, she seems like she has it all together. This is who I would like to be being that I'm acclimated to a whole different country and this is what's desirable. So I think it just continued, my curious mind just continued to flourish and here I am. That's awesome. Wow, that's amazing, yeah. To know what you wanna do at an early age is, or, you know, kind of progress from a young age to that was fantastic. Yeah, um, and then the sex therapy piece is just like, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's because, you know. The so added that, fun. <laughs> yes, the added fun. So that was my last training and that I did up in Boston and New York. You know, one of my uh, colleagues, he was, he was one of my mentors and he was going through his training then. And he had so many cases that he's like, Paula, what do you think you take some cases? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then when I started to talk about sex with all of my clients, it was like Christmas. It was this new box full of new things because sexuality, it just taps in so many parts of the self, right? And I think, you know, when we can be free in that space, 
right? We can be spiritual and we can be intimate and we can be connected. So I think sex goes along with connection, with feeling alive. So it was just another curious box and it happened to open. And I just went ahead and did the training myself. That's awesome. That's interesting. So when you were doing just traditional therapy sessions with your clients, sex always comes up normally, in your opinion? Like, is that something that Diana, it should. That's such a great question. It should. You know, and I really particularly like working with therapists because as therapists, even just psychotherapists, that you're not specialized in sex therapy, you should just be bringing it up just to check in with the person, of course, if the person is going through you know, uh, pelvic floor disorder or premature ejaculation, or they're having a lot of desire issues, then I think it's best to refer to someone that specializes in that type of treatment. But I believe that we should all be talking about it. You know, it is an opportunity for us to educate. We don't have enough sex education that focuses on pleasure, consent, sexual orientation, and identity. So I think these are things that always need to come up. But I think, you know, some therapists may not feel comfortable bringing it up. And some of the trainings that I do, I help clinicians. How do we get through our discomfort so that we feel comfortable bringing it in the room? That's great. Um, During this crazy time of quarantine... Um, have you seen an increase or changes or just any dramatic in, um, relationship issues that have really come up? Have you seen them falling apart or more people figuring out they learning their partners and they need to talk to somebody? Yes. So I am actually waiting for all those calls, but you know, <laughs> I'm like, call me, but something, but no, something that I have seen, you know, I have seen people start to question good enough relationships, mm. right? People that thought, oh, we're getting along. He travels one week out of the month. We have, you know, some of my couples have the calendar booked, calendar booked, you know, so when we don't have those distractions, and Miami, you guys know, it's a city that if you want to be distracted every single day, you can. You can definitely right? be distracted. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So when those distractions, when there's silence, and now it's just you and I, people are looking at each other and are saying, is this it? Or do I really like you as much as I thought <laughs> I And then for my couples and for people, I imagine that this is happening to other people as well, that have had unresolved grief. Let's say that maybe there was an affair, an infidelity that happened a long time ago, and we didn't really work through it because we tend to avoid things that we don't understand. And so we put it away, we will put it in a box. And now that we're around each other all the time, we're gonna think more. It's just naturally what's happening to a lot of us. If we haven't had sex, if we're in a sexless relationship, and now it's like we have all this time because time is one of the biggest issues, mm-hmm. but then we're not having sex. Oh, now what does this mean? Now we're doomed. So I see people questioning good enough relationships. I'm really advising people not to make impulsive decisions during quarantine because quarantine is something that's so new, just like the virus wouldn't really understand it. And we've dealt with so many different changes that we haven't had time to actually breathe and adjust. Right in the psychology field, whenever there's a big transition, we need at least three to nine months to adjust. We haven't had any of that. And I also wonder, and I was thinking about this last time, people that started relationships during quarantine, Mm. right? Which is not a natural way of starting relationships. They're about to go through a really big transition. 
Right. Because we went from this really enmeshed relationship, we can only see each other, have sex with each other. So now we're out in the world, you know, with caution, obviously, this is phase one, you know, mm -hmm. so they're about to see what it's like to be a couple with the distractions. That makes right. sense to me. That makes sense to me. Because even when I, in my younger days, you know how like you would date a guy, but it was like something that only you knew about. And it was like a secret relationship. And like mm -hmm. you guys had this very hot and fiery dynamic because everything was kind of a secret. And then when you guys decided to make it public, like it fizzled away. So it's like, it depends on how you start. Like if you put other elements into the whole chemistry of it, it can change everything. So Absolutely. I guess that makes sense. I never even thought of that. And you know what I think is really interesting because you know how they say that absence makes the heart grow founder or mm -hmm. something like that. Yes. So in, in a scenario like what you just painted, you never have distance with the person. So the person doesn't look shiny anymore. No. They kind of, like they become like your sibling. I don't even yes. know how to explain it. Yes. So extreme togetherness. Mm -hmm. Right. And you guys think about a candle, right? In order for the candle to continue burning, it needs air. When we suffocate the relationship, it tends to turn off. So such a great point then because I think that extreme togetherness, you know, and Esther Pearl, which if you guys don't know her, please look her up. She's amazing. But she talks about love is to have. Love wants no distance. Desire is to want. Desire needs a space. And when we're together all the time, and you know, we're wearing shorts and pajamas, you know, because why change? We're gonna work from home, right? right? It's like, where does that desire go? So I'm really encouraging some of my couples, listen, do day night, you know, even if you live in a small Miami apartment, go, you know, go in the closet, change, you know, do a movie night, you know, ask if you were outdoors because we have to find creative creativity within this this really interesting and difficult time that we're all living in right i mean I, the rumor is that a bunch of people are getting divorced <laughs> according to like all the stuff that i've seen i know I, and you know that sounds man and, and i think people have talked about it but i really encourage them listen this is let's let's you know i see it more if there are things that you're noticing don't think about it like the end of it all think about it as an area of growth and let me tell you, therapy is going to be cheaper than divorce, right? <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Whatever the health insurance covers. Yeah. Oh, you're ready to put it into it. So I think, you know, so I think part of it, and why not, you know, if there's certain things that you notice about the relationship, I also talk to my couples about that a lot. Is this the time to bring it up? Because even for single people, you know, I have some people come in and they're like, Paula, you know, I was thinking about this and I hadn't thought about this for years. And I realized that I actually really want a partner or I realized am I happy in my job? We're asking this existential question because we don't have the usual distractions. So I think, you know, I am a big middle ground type of gal, right? Um, we don't want to go to the extreme. It's not good to have full-blown distractions and never give yourself time to think. But it's also really interesting what happens when we're in isolation, right? And we don't really, and we have all this time to think. So it's like, listen, put, put a little sticky. This is an era of growth, but it is sad that a lot of people are kind of being impulsive about divorce. Let's see what happens. I really do hope that people don't make too many impulsive decisions now. Do you, right. think, if, do you think it's one of those, if you can make it through this, like that's a one star for you or like that's a one up for your relationship if you can make it through the storm yeah. that is this quarantine right 
I, I do think so because, you know, I believe that necessity is the mother of creativity. And in order for us to be able to survive this, we got to be creative. And <laughs> even, you know, and it's hard to give each other the space. But even if you say, if you put a little sticky on your door, you know, there's a living room and there's a room, hey, me time, and that person is not allowed in. You know, it's still some level of space, but it is hard because I think, you know, we don't have that air that I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I remember like when the quarantine first started, everybody was like, oh, everybody is going to just be having sex all day because everyone's home all day. Everybody's bored. And it's like, I don't know if that's necessarily what happens after day <laughs> 40. You know what I mean? It's like, you're like, yeah. you know, I don't mean to like put my business out there, but like it, your sex life kind of dwindles down a bit after like 50 days of being together. You know what I mean? It's just like, I think it's normal. Like it's quite, it's, it's not quite as creative or quite like on the top of your list as if you guys were busy and, and having other stimulants. Yes. And I listen, something that I've noticed just from myself, you know, I've had to implement like really solid boundaries for myself because, you know, the mind is busy. Yes, we have more time at home, but it's not like we're saying, oh, everybody gets a break. Ooh, you know, let's no. We have to quarantine because there is this big virus going on. We see it in the news. We get an email about it every single day, right? So in order for you to have sexual response, you need to be relaxed. And if the mind is busy, even though I have more time, even though my partner is so attainable, that's not going to be possible, Right. And like what you're saying, you know, being together all the time, being so I think, you know, you guys, it's so important, even even in times like these, we have to be really intentional. I think we fall under this trap, this mental trap that sex has to be natural, like in the movies. She looked at me and I looked at him and everything. Happens <laughs> quickly. No, that's not how it works. So even being able to say, you know what, Wednesday nights, we're going to turn off the computer because you know now that we're home, we could just work all day. We, we wake up a little bit later, so now we're working till 8.30, 9 o'clock. At 8.30, I turn off my computer, right? And we are going to have an intimate night. Whatever that means, you get to create what that looks like. Maybe he'll have an idea, maybe I'll have an idea, right? And, you know, I've, I have a rule. On Sundays, I do nothing. On Sundays, I have no plans. Right. And even, you know, with my clients, I usually see people back to back, but I notice, oh, I need, I need a little bit of time between clients. So that's what I started doing. We have to constantly be connected to ourselves to understand what do I need in order for me to enter this relaxed space so that I can enter this sexual intimate space with you. I like that. Especially mental health has a lot to do with sex. And it definitely has a big connection. Would you say that women struggle that with that the most or is it men or equally um when it comes to just being sexual in these times right with your mm -hmm. mental health but just in general in the the general sex life i think in general for women um the main two things that i've seen definitely our inability to stay in the present moment and i just think that that's how we were built we're nurturers we're mothers we're planners right? We're constantly looking ahead. And so in order for us to be able to be in a, in a sexual space, we got to slow down the mind. When we have sex, we use our primal brain, the same brain that we use for breathing and the same brain that we use for sleep. But 
if sleeping is in my primal brain, but now I have a presentation next week, I'm going to be thinking about it. Now I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. The same thing happens. And then the second thing I would say pain during sex, right? And I would say, you know, there's a mind-body connection there as well. Um, and anxiety, you know, and I think women tend to struggle with that a little bit more. I think for men, it would be more like premature ejaculation, which is also has an anxiety component um, and some erectile dysfunction. But I would say that us women, we tend to have a harder time being in the moment than men do. But our desire also works differently. You yeah. guys, men have spontaneous desire. The wind blew. I'm ready. <laughs> women have responsive, most women, I'm sorry, I don't want to overgeneralize with some of my parents and my men, men out there. Uh, responsive desire, which means we need 15 to 20 minutes of touch, of passionate kissing, of foreplay for me to get to the gate of do I want, do I want to go further? Do I want to just continue to kiss? Do I want to cuddle? Or am I good so, right here? Like, that was good. Am I good right here? I'm, I'm satisfied. <laughs> I'm good. Right? And maybe I want to please you, but I'm okay with pleasing myself. Right. You know, so I think we have a lot of misunderstandings around desire. Men think that women want less sex, and I disagree. We want better sex. Amen. <laughs> I like yes, A man. headline. <laughs> yeah. Write it across. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's, I think everything you said is like so amazing because it's like we all have so much in common as women and it's like these are conversations that we're not just we're just not having the conversations that's what it really is and you feel like isolated in the situation like you're the only person experiencing it because to some degree a lot of what you just shared I'm sure everyone can kind of relate to Mm -hmm. there's always been one or two times or one or two things that you've said that you say you know what I that is something I I know I can relate to and I and I noticed that when x y and z is going on I'm not, I'm not engaged. Like if I'm stressed about having to get up early and I have to like clean and I have to do this and I have to do that, I feel like that takes priority for me. Yes, yes. And then like for men, they're just like, why are you even thinking about that? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we, just, we function differently. <laughs> well, who else is going to clean? No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> no right. absolutely. A hundred percent. And you know, and I think there's a really good um, series on Netflix. It's called Explained. And they talk about the female orgasm. So interesting. Because because I think, you know, not only the messages that men versus women have gone, men are meant to boast and perform. Women are taught to quiet down their sexuality. Right? So I think all those messages have to have messages have to do so much with the way that we show up in relationships. But yes, we tend to be the thinkers. But I think for men, you know, think of the senses. Women are extremely sensual. And we forget, you know, because what grounds us, right? If I'm all over the place, you know, I have this little spray in my office where it's just like lavender and I just spray, take a deep breath, just say, okay, Paula, you need to take a break. You know, you're going from one session to another, you know, or sometimes, you know, just the power of touch. You know, when your partner just caresses your back, you know, from head to toe, it's all of a sudden, oh, I can be in the moment. And of course, our mind is going to wonder. The mind's nature is to wonder. But how do I get myself back to the present moment? That is beautiful mindfulness. I love that. What are some tips to grow into our sexuality? Or like, how can we, um, as women who, if someone 
can't find their sexuality anymore or not sure of how to be sexual or sensual in some way. Yes, good. So Marty, one thing, like ladies, when was the last time that we looked at her vulva? <laughs> right? Take a mirror down there. Say hello. <laughs> how is she looking nowadays? You know, uh, two, I think self-exploration. And, you know, I think for the month of April, I think they may still have it, but this, there's this app called Dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A. And it's guided masturbation because what I've experienced with some of my women is like, Paula, I don't know where to start. Is this, and this is what happens, right? Is this feeling good? <laughs> am I getting close to an orgasm? What am I doing? I'm no longer in my body. Now I'm in my mind, right? So know what you enjoy. Get to know your clitoris, you know, get to know the parts of your body that feel good, right? I think another thing is really, you know, it, in sex is one of the few places where we can be really selfish. Ask for what you want. You know, somebody asked me in a podcast and it was uh, a guy, he's like, you know, what do you think about when you're with your partner and then, you know, all of a sudden the women take out all these toys. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, man, guys, you have to remember, this is not about your lack of performance, your insecurities. You probably did an amazing job. But the reality is, is that only 25% of women can have an orgasm through penetration. And a vibrator does wonderful things. No penis is going to vibrate that quickly. <laughs> Let's be real. It's so it's a, yeah, so it's an addition to the sexual and sexual experience. Don't you want to see her turned on? Don't you want to see her pleasure? Because a lot of men say, when she feels good, I feel good. So this is not a threat. This is your friendly you know, toy that's going to accompany you in this erotic experience that you're creating together. Right. And I would say, don't be afraid. So you guys, I don't know if you know Dan Savage, but he's a sex columnist. He's amazing. And he's hosting Hump. Um, and Hump is basically 16 erotic films, five-minute films, and they're live streaming it. He's supposed to be on tour, but given uh, the quarantine, and they show bondage. You know, they show a lot of kinks and fetishes. So it's some of the scenes are really serious. You know, serious. <laughs> But we have to remind ourselves that when people are making the scenes, there's so much consent going on and so much negotiation. But through mm -hmm. that, you may find, ooh, that rope thing is kind of interesting. Or, ooh, that dominatrix is kind of hot. Or, ooh, I didn't like that I like all that bush on a penis. Right? So through feeling safe in your body and trusting yourself. And the cool thing is that because it's live stream, you can take a break if some of the scenes get a little bit too triggering. But don't be afraid to try new things. Miami has so many places where there's open spaces to learn about sexuality and learn it well. Right. So how does one, that's interesting. Like, let's say you are at a, a stage that you feel like you want to grow sexually. Because I sure. think that that's another thing that we don't really discuss. I think people discuss a lot about the early findings of sex and, you know, the younger versions of sex. But people don't really dive very deep with the next levels and you growing within your sexuality and understanding that there's a whole nother palette that you just didn't realize was really your flavor. You know what I mean? Like, how do you recommend a person who is at that stage that they want to go to the next level or a couple that wants to go to the next level, but they don't really know where to start? Yeah. So I would say, so one, before even doing any, and this is for couples and for individuals, you guys, it's really important for us to check our judgments around sex right? Because I may say, hey, self-explore, masturbate is a wonderful thing. But if my mom told me masturbation is for boys, get your hand out of there. This, 
right? Don't sit that way. Close your legs, right? Me getting a toy is not going to work, right? So I think checking your judgments is really interesting. It's really important. And I think, um, you know, I'm doing some workshops. Well, I was. I'm sure I'll get back to that at some point. But guilty pleasures, I really like them because a lot of the people that work there are, you know, educators. So if you say, you know, I'm having this issue and I want to experience what it's like to maybe have an orgasm with my partner, what do you recommend? Right. But I think it's important to check your judgment judgments, because if you've never talked about sex, going into a sex store, it's like, whoa, you know, this is overwhelming and we're slowly going to leave. Right. And I think if the judgments are really loud and they're starting to affect your functioning, then it's important to talk to somebody to help you through that. Right. And how do you how do you what is your advice for women who may be having some concerns with their partner, but they do not want to, like, quote unquote, hurt their feelings or their ego? Yes. Like, I feel like that's very common. And it seems oh as if God. men are not very receptive to feedback when it comes yes. to the subject. I am. Li- this is like my mantra. This is I've been talking to everyone about this because for women, you know, because we are caretakers, right? It's like we, and you know, one of the things that I ask all my people, what are you thinking that you're not saying? Because if I don't say something that hurts my partner, yet it's hurting me, then what are we doing? Right? And in relationships, I see relationships kind of like a cave when we only have one flashlight. We got to help each other out. We got to guide each other out. So I think framing the conversation, something along those lines, like, hey, you know, Luis, I've been really struggling with something and I'm having a hard time in terms of how to say it, but I think it is important for you to know. And using a lot of I statements, right? Which means I feel versus you make me feel, right? I feel that sometimes, because you guys, nobody talks about this enough. Diana, the second thing that people don't talk enough about is sexual trauma within the couple. Yeah. Which Which can be devastating. Right, because if it's hurting, but I'm doing it, and I'm sitting there, oh, I hope I hope he comes quickly. I hope he comes quickly. Right? What am I feeling now? My mind is associating sex to a negative experience. Mm-hmm. So instead of one problem, now we got two. Right. Right. So framing it in a way that the person can hear it, and if he gets frustrated and angry, that's his stuff. You guys in relationships, it's really important to understand. What's mine and what's yours? When I hear women ask me, what can I do so that he doesn't, no, no, no. What can I do so I can deliver the message in a way that he can can hear it? I can help you with that. But if he gets frustrated and angry, something is being triggered inside of him that probably has nothing to do with you. Right, like you don't want to, you're not, you're not telling him because it's his, you don't want to hurt anyone's ego and it's not about their ego at the end of the day. It's about the relationship and the connection within the relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I feel like everything you said was just golden. Like we got so many really great tips and so much good information. And I would love to people to to follow and know what you do because you truly are passionate. For a little background story, me and Paula met, I want to say almost two years ago now. And since the moment I met her, she's such a vibrant person. She has an amazing spirit. She's just like she comes, she gives you this energy that makes you want to get excited, which I think is beautiful. Right. And especially in this subject. Yes, and it's great. And you want someone to make you feel enthusiastic about sexuality and about enthusiastic about self-exploration. 
So how do people, you know, get connected with you and what are some of the things that you're currently working on? Sure. So you guys, my Instagram, I, I try to do as much as educa education as I, as I can. And I talk about sex, but I also talk about mental health and it's life discovery psych, uh, P S Y C H. Um, I'm also doing workshops. So tomorrow I am doing tea and sex and we're going to be talking about infidelity with the world erotic art museum. Um, and I was doing live workshops. I really like workshops because you know, not everybody wants to come to therapy. Not everybody's insurance covers therapy, right? <laughs> yeah. So it can be a little bit of an investment, right? So totally okay. So in the workshops, I think, you know, I like to be creative in my workshops. I don't like for us to sit down and write because sexuality is about moving the body. Sexuality is about, and it's so nice when somebody can say, oh, I'm not the only one that feels that way. And that in itself can be so freeing. So hopefully when things get back to whatever normal is going to look like, I am going to continue to do the workshops. And I always post all the little talks that I'm doing on Instagram as well. Yeah, awesome. I, I love her posts, guys. Please follow her on Instagram. Her posts are so great. Her captions, you know how sometimes long captions, you're like, I'm not reading this. They're worth it. Read the captions. <laughs> they give great advice. Like, it's, I honestly, truly believe that she's very good at her job like i think thank she's great you, and you. um i can't wait for things to get back to normal because i have faith that they will for you to continue your workshops so i think you're doing a really great difference and you're you're really helping people in a very big way because oh, you know, when people think of therapists they only think oh something's wrong with you this person's suicidal or this person is sad no therapy is for everything therapy is for quality of life therapy is for growth therapy is for for self-fulfillment and i'm a it's very a life skill yeah, it's a life yeah. skill. You guys, we pay for so many other things. If we need legal advice, we'll go to a lawyer. If we need, right? And and we forget, we tend to forget that this is the brains of the whole operation. And I think now that we've been quarantined, we've had we've all had a little bit taste taste of what anxiety feels like because I think that's the one thing that's truly airborne, right? So yeah. it's a realization <laughs> that we gotta take care of the mind. It is the most important part of all of us. It's not about that, you know, the thing about being crazy. It's about people that want, are ready to grow. You know, they're like, you know, and that's the beautiful part. You know, when people come in, not like when they're about to explode, which that's okay too. But when people are like, you know, I'm kind of feeling stuck right here. Can you push me over a little bit so that I can get to the other side? That's, that's, that's the growth that a lot of people need. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this really inspires everyone to be open about sex and also therapy. And, and, yes. and having conversations with everyone. We appreciate you joining us. Thank, thank you, ladies. for the time. Don't forget to follow Paola one more time. What's the Instagram? Life Discovery Psych. Life Discovery Psych. Excited. Thank you so much for joining All us. All right, anytime. guys. Thank you for opening up this space. I always appreciate people that are willing to talk about sex and therapy. Zoom. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you for making time for us. Okay, Take guys. Care. Bye. I really enjoyed that. She's super sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Like, I feel like what she said is going to be, is going to resonate with so many people, people who are single, people who are not, people who are in relationship, people who have been married for 12 years, people who just started dating. I feel like a lot of what she said is like, it was really like golden information. And I think a lot of couples are actually going to go to therapy after this or have already signed up even for, for Zoom therapy. They must be signing up for it. Because, and I think it's a great idea. I don't think there's anything, and I like how she said, there's no shame in going to therapy. Everyone needs it. And how we said earlier, especially after something like this, where your mind has just been 
on yeah. ramp on a hundred, right? Whether you've been researching everything, deep diving, YouTube, news, those things are stressful and give you anxiety and you need someone to talk it out with to kind of help you. So I can just yeah. see the numbers in therapy and couples therapy. Or, or like she said, don't make any rash decisions right now and don't just go file for divorce if you're married and just don't just plan to break up as soon as, you know, yes. the streets open again, because this isn't something that we have any kind of data to refer right. back to. This is all, we're like the first people to ever have gone through this in yeah. modern day. So it's like, that's good advice. You know what I mean? Don't just pull the trigger on someone that you love and care about because this isn't normal circumstances for people to be experiencing. And I feel like that's very helpful information. I love that. She's super nice. I love, like, I love a doctor who I could be like, I like them. Very that, true, Marley. Good point. That is a doctor who, if I like this doctor, I know they're in the best interest. Like, I feel they're giving me information in my best interest. Like, yeah. they're actually utilizing their skills on me appropriately. Does that make and sense? And it doesn't feel like she would judge you. You know right. what I mean? And I think that we all, at the end of the day, I don't know if anyone's been to therapy. I have in the past for other reasons because I've, I'm a very big, I believe in psychology and I believe that it does work. And I believe mm -hmm. that it helps when you do sit down and have a conversation with someone that's a, a neutral party, it helps you. So I've never been to couples therapy, but I think that it might be something we might explore because it just helps you become a better version. And that even comes to your relationship. So I think that what her 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 vibe and her energy is like you don't you don't feel judged and i think that even when people go to therapy at times they're afraid to share certain things because they they're afraid of the person sitting across from them looking at them like they're weird or they're saying something yeah. that's like taboo but then again my advice to those who are experiencing that is the reason you're not talking about this with your close friends or like your significant other or your parents or the people that you love is because you already believe that they're going to judge you yep so Absolutely. it's important to have a person that you can go to and sit down and have a session with that you know is a judgment-free zone by the way if your friend if you think in your head your friends are going to judge you are they your friends that's not fair to say marnie because sometimes it's not about that they're not your friends it's just that it may be a subject that you're not even comfortable with yourself you okay. know there's there's other things within yourself that you haven't admitted out loud to yourself Got so it. it's or not to even, them either right and it right. doesn't mean that they're bad friends i wouldn't put it out there like that you know to, you know each dynamic is is unique so let also, me know yeah her, of course saying. but however let's not let's not get let's not get super like oh that's not your real friend if you can't talk about it you know maybe your friend doesn't have the capacity to help you with trauma or something that you haven't even come to terms with on your own I love that. Look at us in our own little session. <laughs> I love it. No, I, it's just a couple thoughts you have when you're, but you're right. A, ther a psychotherapist, which I love that she broke down for us the difference between the psychologist, the psychotherapist, and the psychiatrist. Because right. at the end of the day, we don't know what we're supposed to go to, like where to start when it comes to these things. Mental health is, is hard to get like your foot in the door to be like, I'm going to go forward with this right. and meet with someone and talk to someone. Or so, admitting that you need to talk to someone is difficult. That's, 
the harder part or telling someone else that they need it like is there's so much around mental health and may i believe it's mental health month is it not as we talk about this look at that it's i love throughout the years i find it interesting throughout the years mental health has become a subject that is more what's the word i'm looking for less taboo less taboo Mm -hmm. right more open conversation um people can share right away i have not gone to therapy or counseling in a sense but i've have juggled with the idea of going or like how to start or this is the best for me and those what kind of has things stopped you from pulling the trigger or moving forward let me stop saying pulling the trigger sounds like a really negative thing that's yeah <laughs> um oh insurance has been like the blocker okay for, especially for the for the years for the time frame that i believe would be best for me was the time frame that I don't have the coverage or the funds to a go. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's been that roadblock for me. Um, that's why reading or finding resources, listening to podcasts, um, listening to different YouTubes, like those conversations is helpful for me. And also journaling, noting, writing down those kind of things that has been helpful for me during the time that I'm not able to have access to that at the moment. Right. Until I have that access, you know, and I'm ready to to go there. And a lot of people don't even realize that this is covered by insurance. Right. It's there. It's that. And I I can't pay out of pocket either. Right. Because the other option is paying out of pocket, which is feasible. And it's probably $100 for the hour or whatever. But if insurance covers it and I know I'm going to get insurance soon because of work and blah, blah, blah. I'll wait it out for that. Because mm-hmm. it's not an emergency for me, but it's a necessity that I'm interested in in, in utilizing. I'm glad, and I, and I hope that you you stick to it. If it when it does come up, that we can start going into sessions and and looking and exploring into these things. I've been noticing also that with the pandemic and with everything that's going on, have you guys been noticing there's like ads that you can like have text message conversations with people who are mental health specialists. Or there's new platforms where you could do everything online or you can even do something where it's like a chat because we live in a society nowadays where people may feel more comfortable expressing themselves via a platform where they can type it out versus mm-hmm. having a verbal conversation, which is great. And I'm glad that things have come with the times because there's certain subjects that are hard to really open up about. And I'm glad that they've created platforms now that you can actually do these things via a, a, a platform where it's web-based. So for those yeah. of you who never looked into it, maybe you should, it's worth a Google. Um, I, it's not like I have someone to recommend aside from Paola, which is a person that I can consider, I'm very blessed to know, because I'm sure that if I just text her one day, because I have her contact, because I've known her for a while, because we've done things together in the past with you know different workshops and stuff that she's done, and I've helped her, you know, supported her, and she supported me, so she's an awesome woman to know in general. So I'm fortunate in that sense. But a lot of the way I discovered people is just Googling them and looking into subjects and finding out how they provide their services. And it's like, don't be afraid to take that step and saying, hey, you know, I may not feel comfortable kind of doing it face to face, but now there are ways that you can do it in other ways. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's important that if you listen to our podcast and and the only thing you took from this was that your mind has to be in a good space for you to enjoy anything in life, even as simple as sex. Something that's just so natural and primitive to us. And we're not 
you know, necessarily always comfortable having this type of conversation with all of our friends. That's another thing, Marley. Like, not, there's not every girlfriend that you have out there, any homegirl that you that you could really sit down and say, you know what? Right. Like, you have a you have a friend for every for a different re like for different subjects, subjects, areas, mm-hmm. pockets, little things. Yeah, you have certain friends for that for sure, for sure. And I did love how Doctor Paola <laughs> um, <laughs> said the brain is the machine of it all. Yeah. Right. I believe that's what she said. So you I can't mean, even really orgasm if you're not into it mentally. If you're if, if mentally, yeah. you're not, everything is not connected. It just doesn't work that way. So fantastic conversation. We appreciate yeah. her being on the show. Um, and before we wrap this up, anything new, any recommendations, any uh, happenings or thoughts, final thoughts? um recommendations i did finish just watching the new season of working moms it's a really good show guys it's a really good show you're like the the 10th person so i'll do it honestly i didn't want to watch it at first because i thought it was something that i couldn't relate to because i'm I'm not a mom you know what i mean so that's why i never got into it but once i actually gave it a chance i'm like this show is really about women you know what i mean and it's like i like to watch shows that inspire me and I feel like it inspired me in a sense of like the one of the main characters she's a very driven and like um boss like type of chick and it's like I like her character because I feel like it's relatable for, for a woman like me I can see myself prioritizing my goals at times more so than my relationship but I don't mean it in the sense that it takes a back burner, but I mean it in a sense like sometimes you got to keep going when it comes to that in order to like go to the next level. And you mm-hmm. can't, you got to sometimes sacrifice some of your personal life for those goals. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think it's really inspiring to see that, hey, there's a character on a show that she's showing you that she's doing it, but she's married and she's a mom. And I think that's dope. And I feel like we need more examples like that. Because it's like, it, it, at one point, it feels like you have to choose one or the other. Like, you can't be, you know, a cookie-cutter mom and also be a badass at the workplace and, like, taking over shit. And I feel like this show kind of shines light on that. All right. Definitely worth checking out. How many seasons does it have? I think it's four. Oh. It's a solid show. Solid show. They keep getting renewed. I hope they get renewed again for a fifth season. Quick watch, which I really enjoy. I love episodes sometimes that are just, like, 30 minutes. Like, sometimes you don't really want to do the hour you know yeah. oh a, and, an hour sometimes be a push through when you're on the like on the couch and you're just like mm, mm-hmm. let's go and it's funny too guys it's a funny show okay good. based in canada which is pretty cool i like watching how other people are really so much like us you're like you know we're all really the same at the end right. of the day <laughs> we're just attached to each other people yeah um great recommendation um i have uh I only watched one thing really this um this week and that was the wrong missy just a comedy oh, okay it was corny but like yeah watch corny it. cheesy if you like like adam sandler based movies like those kind mm-hmm. of traditional slapstick funny kind of things yeah, it's yeah. that forgetting sarah marshall vibe ish it's just for that sure. for sure um so I enjoyed that one because I just needed a laugh out loud. This is gross. This is disgusting kind of moment. So I enjoyed that, but I'm definitely going to check out uh, Working Moms this week. You should. Dive into that. 
I think that I also noticed that I, I kind of have to watch things that make me laugh and like things that kind of bring up my spirit because it's just like it's good for you to kind of like disconnect in that way instead yep. of disconnecting and watching like shit about people getting killed and murdered and like ah you know right. like you right my original plan was to start billions and I just like that seems a little bit darker I just need jokes billions is good but you you have to also understand it's very wordy I've heard yes I love a wordy show yeah but you have to you have to be ready to pay attention like pay attention yeah mm-hmm. I, that's why I was like no I'll watch this the wrong missy grossed right. out the wrong, the, the wrong Missy sometimes is kind of like one of those movies that you can like scroll and watch too sometimes. Yes. Because you know how sometimes you want to be able to scroll and watch? Yes. So it kind of, it has that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our episode for this week, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, which is Fresh Mondays Podcast on Instagram. Fresh Mondays Podcast on Facebook. Make sure to like us and follow us on Facebook, guys. There's two buttons there shout outs to all our new followers new listeners who have joined or subscribed i've got a couple of people who subscribed this week so i appreciate you nice we appreciate you nice um you can follow me the day ones guys oh the day ones always get a shout out always Mm -hmm. always in our hearts um oh you can email us at freshmondayspodcast at gmail.com if you want to be a part of the show if you want to advertise if you have something to talk about a topic you want us to hit on people you want us to bring on um you can hit us up on that and you can follow me at love marley l-u-v-m-a-r-l-e-y on instagram and diana's private so you can't have her no more no you guys can send me a friend request i'm gonna accept you you know what i mean i'm just just gonna filter it through yeah i'm just learning that sometimes it's okay to kind of keep things. I mean, Fresh Money's podcast is not private. So you no. could definitely follow us on there and see a lot of our personality shines through there. And a lot of people have been giving a lot of positive feedback on our little games and our little tagging because it kind of keeps us all connected and, and having conversations. So yeah, that's definitely public and we want you guys to be a part of that. But sometimes it's okay to kind of pull back. I think I, I think I may have been exposed to knowing that sometimes when you overshare or like share a lot of your location and like as a woman you kind of want to keep things private you know you just learn and it's like you we've all watched all these countless examples of when you really put too much information out there they can find you they can find you and like stalk you you know what i mean it's like it's important to kind of pull back a bit it's important to post after you've left a place it's Mm -hmm. important to uh, be aware of the what who is following what and something that I've done with my social media recently is I've started on following a lot of people mm. and a, I don't care who what where why I started on following things that are no longer my interest and my new interest is home decor and you know decorations and stuff like that and so I started plugging those things and those are the things that keep me cheery happy yeah that's what i want to see i started you know feel free to change your your whole everything without a shame sometimes you gotta clean it up you gotta clean it up with that said thank you guys again for joining us i'm sorry guys i am diana c underscore (laughs) it doesn't mean you can't send me a request i am (laughs) diana c underscore you could definitely still send me a friend request and um and also always contact us on fresh mondays podcast we do get to it 
Um, a lot of people have been hitting us up lately about collaborations because we've been putting some information out there. It's still, it's still something we're requesting. We're yes. looking to expand and grow. So if you guys are interested to be a part of that, let us know because we, 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 we're looking to team up. We're at a stage right now that thankfully we're, we're hitting an upward trend. So we, we want to keep that ride and keep it going, keep it going. And everyone's going back outside and we're getting back into the groove of things. So we want to still keep growing guys. We're we're into it. So hit us up if you guys want to. And honestly, I know that this has been a tough journey for all of us and we're all kind of just transitioning back into things. Um, uh, I I had a a death in my family recently. Mm. Don't want to be a downer, but it just shows that this can hit you in a lot of different ways. So, um, stay positive guys the the worst has has already happened you know what i mean we're we're finally on the other side the summer's about to hit memorial day guys memorial day i know this is kind of whack i'm driving (laughs) to the edge of the state just to look at it just to look at the water Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a different memorial day but you know what we're blessed to be here Mm -hmm. we're blessed to have the sun we're blessed to be so with what we have and who we have around us, we have to make the best of it with what we got. So enjoy your weekend, guys. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your Monday. holiday weekend. And for those of you who have the luxury of being able to do a barbecue this Memorial Day, enjoy the burgers. <laughs> enjoy them hot dogs. That music and them drinks. Have a good one. Happy Monday.